Hi, Anna. Hi. Welcome to Here. That's What You Missed, our Glodcast, our first episode, if you will. Oh, I will. I definitely will. <laughs> I mean, welcome back, really, you know. That's true. Welcome back. After two years of hiatus, we have returned. <laughs> Re-emerged from the pandemic. Yes. Back and better than ever. Yeah, better than ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We can no. swear this time. So. Exactly. So truly better than ever. <laughs> Take exactly. that, FCAA. Is exactly. That what it's I think so. Yeah. The radio people. Take that, radio people. Take that, radio people. So much has happened in the past couple of years. And I feel like I'm really ready to get back into discussing Glee. You know, we took a little break, not really because like we've been discussing this whole time between the two of us, but I feel like our discussions should be shared with the world. Exactly. Uh, It's time to bring the people back into the conversation with us. Exactly. No, I totally agree. So yeah, where to begin? Okay. So why don't we, why don't we update our many fans, mostly our parents on what we've been doing since since we had our last radio show well we both graduated from college go us academics true Mm -hmm. academic stars i mean (laughs) exactly we both moved so Mm -hmm. i'm back in minnesota i'm currently in martinique which is pretty crazy very different from the the good p and w yes lived at Um, home for a while and and now you're teaching small children I'm not actually a teaching assistant. I'm just here to convince them to watch Glee. My whole job is a Glee agenda. Yes. The gay agenda? No. The Glee agenda. Exactly. The, Glee agenda. the pandemic that canceled our radio show is still going on. Love it. Live, laugh, love. Pandemic. Live, laugh, love. Pandemic. What else has happened? Well, I mean, the main thing in my life, I would say, is that the woman who sparked my gay awakening, Miss Naya Rivera, did die. That was, I think, two years ago now in 2020. Yeah, it was in July. Yeah. So a year and a half ago. Rest in peace, Queen. She was mm-hmm. the really the true star of Glee, if you ask me. I mean, in my humble opinion. I agree. I agree. Um, she, Santana was like the, the backbone of the show. Exactly. Exactly. She carried it. I think that pretty much sums it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we missed. But I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, should we introduce ourselves in case someone other than our parents is listening? You can, you can go first. I'm Erin. I was a history <laughs> major in college. I love media. I love Glee. I, along with Anna, we started the Glee Renaissance. So single-handedly, really. Single-handedly. Thank you, too our ra- former radio show. Yeah. Not the chef's kids um, radio shows. What do you want to say about yourself before we yeah. dive in? Yeah. I'm, I'm Anna. I wouldn't say I love Glee, but I would say I love to hate Glee and I love to like analyze it. And I do really think it was kind of a cultural reset, like all jokes aside. Yeah. But I would, I would say Erin really started it because she, she was like, we should have a Glee radio show. And I was like, sure. So then I started rewatching Glee and I was like, wow, there's a lot of material to talk about. <laughs> and then that's kind of how the, the Glenaissance, Glee Renaissance happened, you know. So, and here we are two years later, it's still going on. People are still, still reading on. Glee. So, yeah, I want to, I do want to add an asterisk. I didn't actually directly say, Anna, we should have a Glee radio show. I said, Anna, what if someone 
had a Glee radio show. And then Amelia, friend of the pod, was like, I think you read the text to her and she was like, I think Erin's asking you to co-host a radio show with her. I just don't, I don't, I don't tell people what I want. It's uh-huh. my flaws. Right, so. of course. So friend of the pod. Shout out to Amelia, comma, friend of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> her mind. That's why we're here today. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we also went to Matt without her. So she's really who you all have to thank. That's facts. So true. It all comes back to Amelia. So. So should we first start with some facts about Glee? Yeah, let's talk like what what is Glee? If you're new here, what's Glee? If you've never seen Glee. That I mean, now, is a, first of all. But also, um, I don't feel comfortable encouraging you to watch it now as there's literally no way to watch it from the US. So yeah, so that's the real bummer of the situation that I do feel like we have to address. Yeah. When we had our radio show, again, that was two years ago, it was on Netflix and you could kind of watch it just straight through. These days, it's not on really any streaming platform for like quote unquote free the way it was on Netflix. You would have to buy like all the episodes on Amazon, which is very pricey. And like, do you really want to pay extra money to watch Glee? Probably not. However, if you want to, you can. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that is the bummer of the situation is like, it's kind of hard to revisit. Yeah, that is the big bummer now is it's a lot harder to watch. Yeah, the best way to watch it is with a VPN, I think, if you don't want to pay money for it on Amazon. I have been told those are questionably legal, but other podcasts promote VPNs. So I feel like we can say (laughs) you you can use a VPN. So Glee, the first episode aired in 2009 and it ran until 2015. So right before we graduated high school. Pretty crazy. That's, I mean, that's crazy stuff right there. Even just that, like it, yeah, it's pretty bonkers. And the fact that there were like six seasons of it, who allowed that really? The fact that it ran for so many episodes, there were 121 of them. Like, I'm just in shock. Mm-hmm. There's just, I mean, how? How? Exactly. Like, how? There should not have been that many episodes. We're gonna establish that right now. First thing first. 121 is too many. Too many. Should have ended <laughs> after season three. I'm sorry. No, I mean um, it's it's so true. Like, I feel like we wouldn't shit on Glee so much if they had stopped after season three like I I still would say bad things don't get me wrong but like would I say this many bad things probably not no normalized tv shows ending true facts so (laughs) true oh my god yes okay yes so I don't know if you said this but gay marriage was never legal federally in the United States while Glee was on the air So let's just think about that for a second. I just like, and that's, and that's part of what I think I mean by talk. Like when I say that, I think Glee was like a cultural reset. Like I didn't really see gay people on TV as a child and the idea of like gay marriage existing, like you couldn't get gay married in Ohio while Glee was on, which is where Glee is supposed to take place. Side note. Mm -hmm. It's just pretty crazy. So yeah. And then I think rewatching it, like I was rewatching it with my sister, who's five years younger than me. And there's a plot point in the middle of the, of the show where these like two older women are talking about how they had to leave Ohio to go get married in like San Francisco. Um, and my sister was like, why did they have to do that? And I was like, 
because gay marriage wasn't legalized until 2015. And I think that's just something that today we like, you know, we forget, like, it's only been like, I don't want to botch the math, but like, like seven years. Yeah. I mean, not even almost. Yeah. So like, like a lot of younger people, um, like don't remember. And even us like being, you know, not young, young, but like Mm-hmm. middle young I don't know no yeah young adults mid-20s early 20s just remembering that this show was airing I mean like Glee is problematic in a lot of its representations but it was also like like for me Glee was the first time I ever saw a gay person on tv mm-hmm. oh same I think probably like, like you know like in a capacity where they're in high school like I'd seen yeah. like Will and Grace or something but like seeing Mm -hmm. gay teenagers and like being like oh these are characters that could be relatable to me and some of them are gay um Mm -hmm. when I didn't realize that I myself (laughs) was a gay yeah that was just pretty crazy yeah and like getting to see like relationships and Mm -hmm. these like gay people like have crushes and fights and feelings and um because like I think I did watch the original Queer Eye with my parents but like Mm -hmm. the original queer eye was very much about like the straight men that they were helping and you didn't know like anything about the other like the fab five or whatever whereas like like kurt's storylines are about kurt and like santana and Brittany's storylines are like about them and their feelings which was something you just didn't see right yeah that's pretty pretty bonkers too like Like, it feels like it started so long ago, you know, like 2009 feels like a hundred years ago, at least to me, but that really wasn't, you know, like it was really only 13 years ago that like it it started. And Mm -hmm. like to think about the ways that we can critique the representation of gay people and, uh, and other groups in that show. It's like crazy how much things have changed, I think, even since 2009. Yeah, I mean, like, representation, like, has so far to go, but it has also come so far when you, mm-hmm. like, really think about it. Mm-hmm. Other things to know about Glee, cultural reset, as we mentioned, and set in Lima, Ohio, as we mentioned. Is it really set in Ohio, though? The weather is never, I mean, I'm not from the Midwest, but it feels wrong to me. Well, as the resident Midwesterner, I, I would say that I kind of agree. Although you never really see like the outside. It seems like they might be not in Ohio when they're shooting. <laughs> really yeah. Think. Like everyone, every time they have like, you know, the, um, the like stairs that they do the dance numbers on oh, I know. They're, like at lunch, mm-hmm. it's always sunny, no matter it's, what like, time of year it is. Beautiful outside. They're like, yeah. we're going to do our Valentine's day performance. Also it's 70 degrees out. And you know it's not 70 in Ohio on Valentine's Day. It's probably no. like 30 and snowing. So that's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, welcome to the Midwest, my guy. Yeah. Another another good sales pitch. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And they always like when they get snow, it's like tasteful. <laughs> it's tasteful snow. <laughs> none of- like it's the Christmas episode. And so you have it's like, like little snowflakes, but that's it. Yeah, it's not like a blizzard or like um, sliding around in the snow in your car. Yeah, not very realistic. No, not at all. So some of the main plot points we get, we get teen pregnancy and being gay. 
and popularity, you know, the classic mm-hmm. high school experience, not being popular because you're gay, you're teen pregnant, or um, you're just annoying. I think that mm-hmm. is something the Glee kids overlook is that some yeah. of them are insufferable. No, I mean, like it, it really does come back to the idea of sometimes people just don't like you because you're annoying. And I'm not going to name names here, Rachel Berry, but sometimes that's the way she goes, you know? Mm-hmm. it's not your Broadway dreams no that are keeping people from interacting mm-hmm. with you it's the no, fact no. that you're kind of terrible <laughs> exactly and I feel like we don't touch on that enough as a society so true we're here to touch on it though yeah consider it we'll, touch. we'll bully you <laughs> <laughs> welcome to that's what you missed <laughs> when did you start watching Glee I remember very distinctly I have a couple glee memories glamories if you will namely sitting in the cafeteria in like seventh grade or something and all my friends were talking about glee and I hadn't watched glee um because I was strictly a pbs kids kid you know a a guy of the people if you will and I was like yeah I guess I should start watching because all my friends are talking about this and talking about like oh my god what is going to happen in the next episode with Finn and Rachel and blah 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 you know things like things of that nature Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So then what, um, what point did you like enter? Like, did you start watching it? I think I started probably in season two. So I had a lot of catching up to do. I remember I watched season one with a friend. We like watched like all of the episodes. Um, and I was like, wow, this is so good. You know, and the season way one we- is so good. Well, it's because season one is like kind of slapping. And then it went downhill from there. And I also like, mm-hmm. It was just a game changer, really. Yeah. It was a game changer. I started earlier than you. My parents were watching it and I kind of like infiltrated because I remember the like teen pregnancy storyline with Quinn and like watching like that storyline play out and being like, you know, my parents did use this as an on-ramp into a sex talk. So that's a core memory. That I will not be forgetting. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can't get rid of that, man. You can't get rid of that one. So I, I remember Quinn's storylines really well. Mm-hmm. And then like certain musical numbers from the first season. And then, of course, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Naturally. Um, which I then went on to make liking Rocky Horror Picture Show my entire personality for like all of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, Naturally, as one does. As one does, especially when you're in a Christian high school and you want to be rebellious. You're like, I love Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I stopped watching Glee when they went to New York. So I think I made it about halfway through the fourth season, maybe finished it. Because I remember, I remember like the Brody storyline. Okay, That's like pretty impressive. Like, because I loved the dance number they do Mm -hmm. when they tell you that he is like an escort and so they do the mariana and the diamond song or whatever as like a small child like a early high schooler i was like obsessed i thought that was so cool for sure that's really the only thing after that that i remember and i think they started the new season or started the new like half season um because this was back when network tv did 22 episode seasons and stopped halfway through for a break mm-hmm. um and i just like didn't restart because i was not as interested busy Probably started watching The Fosters or something. Had to redirect my energy to other, to other shows. But yeah, were there were there any plot lines you remember really well? 
Um, I mean, of course. I think one of my favorite plot lines, and this, you know, is stemming from the original time I watched it, was when Mercedes is in love with Kurt and sings Bust Your Windows when she thinks that Kurt is actually in love with Rachel. Which is, I mean, there's just so many levels of like funny to that plot line. And then the music that comes out of it is amazing. Another one that really sticks out to me aside from, you know, Quinn's pregnancy, which I think scarred all of us. Yeah. Like, I think, (laughs) I think we were all like scared of getting teen pregnant (laughs) because of it. No. Well, and also like 16 and pregnant, I think was really popular at the same time. Like we as a society were just like obsessed with teen pregnancy. We said, scare the kids into not getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Did it work? Not really. I mean, it worked for me though. Also, I'm gay. So, <laughs> anyways, I really, really remember. I don't know if this is like really a plot line, but I remember when Kurt is it even Kurt? No, I think it's the Warblers. When Blaine and the Warblers sing "Animal" and they're like in that warehouse and there's bubbles and it's like gay is all hell. Like Kurt's then, there. He's, yeah, he's, he's in there. the Warblers. Yeah, I just remember him going like "Urar." You know, like uh-huh. little like, oh God. And like the girls at the end go up and give Blaine their business card. And he's like, sorry, I'm gay. I don't play for your team, I think is what um, he says. <laughs> like girly, whatever. We get it, you're gay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, that really sticks out in my memory. I don't know if it's the bubbles or Kurt's disgusting little like rar or like what. Um, I think it's Kurt. Anytime I watch, I watch glee youtube videos to calm myself down just being really vulnerable on the podcast right now and i appreciate Um, you and whenever i watch it i just always get so like secondhand embarrassed for kurt but also like it reveals a very like like glee requires so much suspension of disbelief and like one of the things is like when do they practice because like putting together this high intensity of a musical number for a high school student would require significant practice. And when Blaine comes up to Kurt afterwards and is like, what was wrong with you? You looked like you were having gas pains or something. Like, well, did you never rehearse? Like you should have noticed that Kurt was doing, (laughs) unless you thought the like the little animal arms were like too sexy for the like rehearsal and he had to like bring them in like Mm -hmm. unfiltered later. But yeah, no, that scene is, it's very funny. And kind of ruined that song for me, though. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, like, the, yeah, yeah, I just, it, that whole scene is just, like, world's biggest mess. And the bubbles, what what were they there for? And they're in a warehouse. Yeah. Like, who's letting these high school students into a warehouse to sing this song that they're, like, trying to make weirdly sexual? And then also bringing in, like, a a bubble machine? I don't know. Yeah. And also, how many schools are in Lima, Ohio? Another Where did the girls great, come from? <laughs> yeah, like who, because as as far as I know, the Warblers are at an all-boys school. So where are they bringing mm-hmm, the girls They are. From? I guess the like rival, because like my city had like an all-girls Catholic mm-hmm. school and an all-boys Catholic school that just like dated each other. So I guess maybe it's that type of setup, but like the school's never mentioned before or after. They're just like no. there to be the audience and then you never hear about them. Also, like, aren't all the warblers gay? Not to be like, they're all gay, but they kind of seem like they're all gay, you know? I mean, none, no, I think, no, they are straight. Some of them are straight. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fair enough. Because this is my encyclopedic knowledge of Glee. When Kurt first sees the Warblers, they go out to coffee together with, he goes out to coffee with Blaine and like the two presidents or whatever. Mm-hmm. And is like, are you guys all gay? And Blaine is like, no, I mean, I am, but like they have girlfriends. I remember that now. That's a good point. You got me there. But in later seasons, like when you get Sebastian and like off-brand Sebastian. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Walmart Sebastian, then, yes. Yeah. Then you get um, like they're basically all gay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like later on, they're all gay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah, of course. You said that you, you know, stopped watching Glee for a while. Mm-hmm. What, what made you get back into Glee? Like what was the thing? I, it was sophomore year of college and I was really stressed out about this paper I was writing and I kind of like jokingly told one of our friends that I was gonna like watch Glee and she was like you can't watch Glee Glee's an awful show like what do you mean and then because I am a stubborn person I was like okay well now I'm definitely gonna watch Glee (laughs) and started like just like watching it again I think I watched the first season pretty quickly I mean, I don't like watch TV fast, but like quickly for me Mm -hmm. and then would just kind of like pick it up whenever I got stressed. So I didn't like sit down and finish it. I just like anytime I got stressed, I would like watch a couple episodes to like to come down and would like joke with people like, oh, you can tell my mental health by like how likely I am to watch Glee if you ask me about it. (laughs) And then finally finished it in like 2020. So it took me a long time to get through it, but yeah. Well, um, there's a lot in 2020 to be stressed about. So that yeah. makes sense. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta finish. Gotta watch season six. But yeah. How did you get back into Glee? I would really, I mean, like, I feel like you were talking about it and I was like, oh yeah, this is a show that I completely forgot about that really entertained me in my teenage years. And then I started rewatching and then we started our radio show. My confession is that I still, and I think you know this, haven't finished Glee. I was mid season four or end of season four when our queen Naya Rivera died. And I simply could not watch anymore because I was too sad about it. And little did I know that they were going to take Glee off Netflix. So I still haven't watched it. So I've seen like through season four, which arguably is like all that really needs to be seen, but I would like to finish it someday. I am (laughs) thinking about getting like a little VPN just to like get those last two seasons in there. Cause I feel like there's probably a lot of hilarious material that I'm missing out on. What would you say that like overall Glee's impact on your life has been Erin? So many things. The, let's see. Like our radio show was very Mm -hmm. fun. Wouldn't have done that if I wasn't a Gleek. As a kid, I just like loved this show. Like I, I was a theater kid. And so like the music, the dancing, all of that, I really enjoyed as like a middle schooler, especially, you know, the first time we talked about this earlier, but just like the first time you see like queer characters on television Mm -hmm. in a way that's like meaningful you know, Glee's problematic, but like meaningful. I still think I can say it's meaningful. And then just like, I think now a good personality trait. Mm-hmm. Um, I For love sure. to make Glee my personality and, um, you know, it gives me something to like talk about with you, talk about with other friends. Yeah. What about you? I think it was important as a young queer to like see any queer representation especially because I feel like, and you know, this is true 
for a while on Glee, but like the only queer representation I'd seen was like gay men. And then, you know, like with the plot line with Brittany and Santana, like that was a whole different situation. And like, I hadn't really seen that before on TV. And yeah, I also was like very into music and like watching Glee was like, I was watching Glee around the time that I really started to get into music and like define my own taste in music. So I think it was really important to see and hear like songs that I didn't know and like hear them on the radio or like, you know, Mm -hmm. like see other types of music that I just wasn't aware of. Yeah. And then also I, I really enjoyed having our radio show. It was definitely like one of the highlights of my last semester in school. Those three episodes were really good. (laughs) Yeah. They were freaking banging dude. I mean, we did a great job and I mean, not to brag, but like everybody was like, wow, that's so creative of you guys. Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. you know, like we were like, yeah, we, we freaking know, dude, we know. Otherwise we wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a cool experience to have right before kind of everything blew up. <laughs> yeah. Right before everything fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you said about music too is so true. Like a lot of my exposure to like, like older artists that people think are like classic, like Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac or like. Yeah. Billy Joel like my exposure to that music comes from Glee like hearing Gwyneth Paltrow and Heather Morris and Naya Rivera sing Landslide that was like my first exposure to like a classic song and then also the beginning of my very annoying they did this song on Glee Habit where any song I hear in any context I can tell you they did it on Glee probably tell you what the context was and who sang it depending on how like how much I liked that song what episode it was in maybe what season on a good day and I started that habit as a child I would like they would play because I always felt like maybe it was just because I was more aware of the songs after I heard them on Glee Mm -hmm. but like I always felt like they would do a song on Glee and then it's like radio power would you'd hear it more and more. Mm -hmm. And so I remember being like, so excited when I would hear like, like animal or like teenage dream or something like that. And I'd be like, they did a song on Glee. And my parents would be like, we know we all watched the show together. (laughs) Um, Together, Aaron. Oh my God. (laughs) We were there. We saw them do it on Glee. (laughs) But yeah, just like, like it exposes you to like a wide variety of music. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, Glee has its problems, but it also we'll get into that positive. too though yeah. you know like there's a time and a place for discussing problematic glee tropes and there's also a time and a place to discuss what it contributed to our childhoods and like young exactly. adulthood so yes for sure um, so to kind of wrap it up if you choose to continue listening after this episode like what you can expect so our vision is that we will organize it by season so you'll a season of our podcast will correspond with a season of the show And rather than just like recapping each individual episode, we're going to go through it thematically. So we'll open with kind of like a, like a contextualization of Glee, Mm -hmm. like in 2009, when the first season happened, like what was going on politically, socially, and then transitioning into kind of talking about some important themes, like different relationships, songs we liked, songs we didn't like as we kind of move throughout the season and then ending with a discussion of like how the episode did like, or how the series season did, like what were Mm -hmm. the ratings? What were the responses? 
did we get any memes out of this season? The answer is always yes to the memes. The answer is always yes. What are some moments we think should be memes? Um, The the Glee meme is untapped. Agreed. Totally agreed. I mean, like, (laughs) untapped potential. Yeah, it'll be interesting for us to, like, look back at the cultural context for it. And, like, I think it helps a lot contextualizing, like, the problematic parts of the show, too. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, this has been so fun. I'm, like, so excited about this. And, you know, I feel like we're getting our Glee groove back with, like, we're reclaiming what the pandemic took from us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we are very excited to continue yeah. talking about Glee. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. At that's what you missed.pod. If you have some glots you'd like to share, share it. Pop share. us an email. Yeah. We have um, an email. I'll share that as well on the Instagram. Yeah. Um, we also have a playlist that we're going to add music to as we go. So you can kind of follow along musically with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So all the links you need will be in the episode description and yeah. Can't wait to keep talking about our glots. Thanks so much for listening to that's what you missed. And that's what you missed on Glee.